Hello, patrons. Welcome to this bonus episode to go along with episode 53, I guess. Wow, can't even believe it. 53, the end of Leviticus. And um, to start us out, there was an episode. So, okay, I know this may be super dated, but I've recently been watching The West Wing because uh, I didn't watch it when it was actually on or when it was hot. Um, but I have been watching my way through it, and I'm still only on season three. But in season two, there was an episode that involved a bunch of Bible stuff from Exodus and Leviticus uh, that I kind of made a note of at the time mm. and was like, this would be a good one to do on Drunk Bible Study, but I wanted to wait until we had gotten through all of that. Um, so basically, to give you a little bit of context here, what's happened is um, there's like a little gathering at the at the Oval Office. Yeah. It's not actually in the Oval Office, but, you know, one of the parts of the, the president's wing of the whatever. Anyway, there's a woman there who hosts this conservative, like, advice talk show who's, who's very anti-gay wow. um, and, you know, quotes the Bible as, as part of that. And everyone knew she was going to be there and that the president really doesn't like this because he thinks that's a terrible thing to, to say to people. Um, and there's kind of been this tension of like, is he going to be cool or is he going to say something or like what's going to happen? Um, and then this scene <laughs> ensues here on a rainy day. If you hear the sound of rain, that's part of the scene. Okay. I like your show. I like how you call homosexuality an abomination. I don't say homosexuality is an abomination, Mr. President. The Bible does. Yes, it does. Leviticus. 18.22. Chapter and verse. I wanted to ask you a couple of questions while I had you here. I'm interested in selling my youngest daughter into slavery, as sanctioned in Whoa. Exodus 21.7. Yeah. She's a Georgetown sophomore, speaks fluent Italian, always cleared the table when it was her turn. What would a good price for her be? While thinking about that, can I ask another? My chief of staff, Leo McGarry, insists on working on the Sabbath. Exodus 35.2 clearly says he should be put to death. Am I morally obligated to kill him myself, or is it okay to call the police? Here's one that's really important, because we've got a lot of sports fans in this town. Touching the skin of a dead pig makes one unclean. Leviticus 11.7. Mm. If they promise to wear gloves, can the Washington Redskins still play football? Can Notre Dame? Can West Point? Does the whole town really have to be together to stone my brother John for planting different crops side by side? Mm. Can I burn my mother in a small family gathering for wearing garments made from two different threads? Think about those questions, would you? One last thing. While you may be mistaking this for your monthly meeting of the ignorant tight ass club in this building when the president stands nobody sits anyway Whoa. so damn this was kind of going from this thing of like the president kind of being this uh middle of the road sort of pushover mm. i guess to kind of being like no i'm actually gonna take a stand for something i'm gonna be a democrat and a progressive one at that right exactly cool. yeah mm. which is sort of a, a theme of the show but mm. but anyway i just thought it was interesting that Remember, remember, gosh, this would have been many, many episodes ago. I talked, I said something to the two of you about like there being a trope in movies and TV shows about like lawyers specifically being able to quote the Bible oh, yeah. and like know what verses things are. Oh, yeah. 
And you both made fun of me for it at the time. I know because I listened back through this. And I'm huh. like, this is what I'm talking about. This well, is, I mean, I guess it's a president. That's not a lawyer. Well, but it's the same Barack trope. Obama was it's, a lawyer. It's the same trope of like, people who are smart can quote the Bible. And Hashtag like, know Martin what verses Sheen. things are. Hashtag Martin Sheen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's 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 what I got that's here. That's interesting. I like that. And I like that. Yeah. Kind of something we've been talking about a lot is like, throwing that whole pick and choose thing Mm. out at people who say and use, as you talked about in the episode, Dedeker, like, you know, the whole, oh, well, God is smiting us right now and and we have a big hurricane happening in Texas because of the gays and Mm. stuff like that. This is the problem, though, is. is the, like, calling people out on the picking and choosing is not an effective argument because as I've seen online, that it's like the new argument is like, well, no, it's not picking and choosing. It's just that like, clearly from the New Testament, we see that like Jesus came and he like kind of effectively canceled out certain parts of the Old Testament, but not others. What? And, which that's is really not, what people say? Yeah, that's that's kind oh of the prevailing argument that I've seen is this idea that like Christ came along and his function was to free us from all these like old stodgy laws around what we can eat and what we can wear and and where we can go and things like that. However, for some reason, clearly he didn't come along to specifically tell us that the old sexual laws are out of play. So those still stand. Wow. Um, that's the argument that I've seen is that okay. it's like, so it's not picking and choosing it. It's, it's kind of more of like, well, like Christ did picking and choosing of which laws should but how do we shouldn't. know which laws those were? We, it's, 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 I don't think it's a very solid argument, yeah. but it's one that I think a lot of people who want to hold up Levitical laws is something that we still, or at least Christians who want to hold up Levitical laws is something that we can use to. Well, I would just throw that back in their face being like, okay, like, who are you to pick and choose for Christ? And how do you mm. know? Like, are you a priest? Does God flow through you? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I'm just saying. Like, things. let me see your vest with all the stones I on know. it. I don't exactly. see. Are you Aaron? I don't think so. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. And Dedeker, you looked something up for us too, right? I did. It has to do with the valuation of people. And oh, okay. in in terms of like our monetary value. Well, in that last chapter about like a man between twenty and sixty is worth this much, and a woman this much, and like tiny babies are worth this much, and old <laughs> old ass babies. people are worth this much. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know, I couldn't really find too much, uh, you know, some people being like, yeah, it was just it was about slavery and servants is what it's about. And other people being like, no, this is about people like dedicating someone as a vow to the Lord and they're probably going to be working in service of the temple or something. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. temple slaves. Okay, great. Um, it's like just because they're a slave to the temple doesn't make it not slavery. And a lot of them... Um, uh, there's this, there's this great phrase that I love using and I very rarely get to use it, but it's that like the guilty flea where none pursue mm. the idea of like when you kind of like make arguments or justifications when no one's even pressed you on something yeah. indicates you're maybe a little bit guilty. There's a lot of these um, that are quick to be like, and women are worthless, not because that's like 
you know, Yahweh thinks that their inherent value is worthless. You know, it's just but, because uh, they were like less valuable. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> no, literally, this is in multiple wow. blogs where it's like, again, oh, okay. the subject of the blog is not even about that, but they Good have to Lord. be quick to be like, okay, yeah. And they says, it says that women are worthless, but it's not because God thinks that women are worthless. It's just because at that time they were just less valuable to an agricultural society. Yeah, um, like, uh-huh. Or like Ew. they just they just could provide less work, and in, I'm still like, okay, this is still kind of the same like justification for the gender pay gap that that yeah comes that up. you were speaking <laughs> of, yeah. you Before, know. Yeah. Where it's like it's not that women are bad; it's just that like their work is less valuable, or we it's can get just less like, work out know, of them. They're That's less all. Good than yeah, men. Um, right. It's not that women are worth less; it's just that they're worth less money yeah. than <laughs> men. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what? What? Essentially, exactly. the argument that I found, when? and so I was okay. essentially like, "F this," and rolled my eyes and stopped researching. So I don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I well, I I did real quick. I did try to look up some stuff about that thing about um, once someone's pledged, they can't be redeemed, or like once oh. someone, uh, what was it? Um, it said anything devoted to destruction is most holy to the Lord. Right. No one now. who may have been set apart among men shall be ransomed. He shall surely be put to death. Okay. This is from a different translation, but that was the one where we were like, wait, what? Yeah. What's going on? And basically this is about, from from what I can tell, some people are like, oh no, this is referring to like people who've committed a crime and are like, have the death penalty. And I'm like, no, it's not. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and from actual sources that use like looking at the translations of the Hebrew words and stuff like that yeah. doesn't seem to support that at all. Okay. I think that's just some, you know, bull BS. poop. Some bull poop. <laughs> bull poop. Some BP yeah. uh, explanations people have come up with later on. Um, but basically it's it's that once someone is pledged to Yahweh. Pledged like, how? Like to, to be a... a Christian? For the no, 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 like okay. beyond that, beyond <laughs> that, know. you know, like they're given to Yahweh of like you serve, like your whole life is just for Yahweh now, which is what those prices were about, I think. Uh-huh. Um, that they that's the only purpose they can have anymore is for Yahweh or to die, and that like that's the only thing. And there's something that we're going to get to later in Joshua, which is going to be a little while, um, that kind of. Is Joshua after Deuteronomy? Quite a while, a little no, while. No, it's. I th- isn't is it right it the, after? It's the first book after Deuteronomy. Oh, is it right after Deuteronomy? Yeah. Okay, okay. I thought it was later. Joshua, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, Ezra, Nehemiah. Uh, that's and then I forget the rest. And but then you, the rest. I yeah. thought that you recited all of them for a second. There, I can Dedeker. still recite all of the New Testament. All the New order. Testament, but not yes, the Old Testament. But not yeah. the Old Testament. Okay. I get a little bit fuzzy. Wow. Yeah, but anyway, so just just that that like once a thing has been pledged to the Lord, you mm. can't get it back. I think except except under those specific circumstances it mentioned, where you can buy it back for the twenty percent. But other mm. than that, it's like then you gotta kill them. Well, they're just like <laughs> that's the rest of their life. Oh, so well. they either die or they're they're oh, that. Okay, so which kind of in, a different take. Still, I'm still a little bit confused, but that's the best I could find right here. Yeah, I think clearly this is one of those parts that. People just kind of read past and are like, oh, yeah, see, uh, let's just move on and not think about that too much. 
Uh, Sounds like a lot of numbers and hubbub to me. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, I guess we'll get more into numbers and hubbub and numbers. But anyways, um, I wanted to look a little bit into an overview of the book of Leviticus. And uh, the overview itself that I found is from the Bible Project on YouTube. It's a really great resource to those who kind of want a condensed mm. version of each of the books of they the do Bible. They some pretty cool videos. Yeah, the 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 video kind of seemed something like y- you would make, Jace, like or in your dreams that you would make, like of a really really good <laughs> in your dreams. In your you dreams, would make a video no, like you would make a just very like, high quality. Yeah, I'm sure you would make Bible. a beautiful. I'm sure you would make a beautiful one, but I'm just saying like something that you would want to. To make like looks like this just of a very um impressive i guess d- representation I'm, I'm just reading this all as like a very underhanded i am not good yes. lord okay anyways anyways the it, it talks about it breaks like the books of or sorry the sections the chapters, chapters. of this book up into seven sections. There's seven again. Mm-hmm. So mm. the beginning in the last section are about, uh, about animal sacrifice. Um, the middle two sections, let's see. Oh gosh, it's about animal sacrifice, purity. And then what would the others be? Gosh, uh, I don't remember. You were the one who just Are you quizzing me? You did not tell up. us. No, yeah. Yeah. Wait, test wait, us on Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Priesthood, ritual, like animal sacrifice and ritual, priesthood are the like so it's one to seven and 23 to 27 are on ritual and then priesthood is eight to ten and 21 to 22 and then purity laws are going to be 11 to 15 and 18 to 20 and then there's these two chapters in the middle 16 to 17 which are what we're going to listen to right now from this oh um and those are on the scapegoat Oh, oh yeah, I forgot right. about the scapegoat. Yeah, so uh, we'll I'll, I'll kind of motion to you when we're done with it, but let's okay. start right now on it. It's it's good. Now you've probably noticed that they surround the very center of this book, and it's here that we find a really important ritual called the Day of Atonement. Yeah, so Israel's a big tribe now, and odds are there's a lot of sin happening that goes unnoticed that people are not Obviously, dealing with. So much and sin. so one time a year, the priests would take two goats. And one of those goats is killed, Ugh. and its blood is carried right into God's it. presence yeah. where it symbolically Ugh. covers or atones for Israel's sin. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Well, the meaning of the sacrifice, it's explained in the next <laughs> That's chapter, me. That's the me says, part. Yeah. The blood of a creature is its life. And so this goat's life is offered as a substitute. It's receiving God's punishment for Israel's sin so that the people don't have to. That leaves the second goat. Yeah, the priest puts his hands on it, and then he confesses all the sins of Israel. It's like he's placing the sins on the goat. And then that goat gets cast out forever into the wilderness. It's called the scapegoat. Yeah, I've heard that word before. Yeah, it's this very powerful image of how God (laughs) is graciously (laughs) removing Israel's sin. And this is all, it's just, okay. It just really strikes me that I'm like, this is all the product of human beings just being so good at putting meaning onto things. Well, I agree right? with It's like you. someone had to decide, oh gosh, how are we going to redeem ourselves and like get forgiveness for like all the crap that we do and all the bad stuff that we do. And someone just had to decide like, well, 
we're just going to put it onto this goat. I'm just going to decide that's a thing that we can do. Yeah. That'll make us feel better. I mean, it is interesting because I've listened to this seven minute video on Leviticus now. And, you know, you and I and Jace all kind of went crazy as we listened and read this being like, this is kind of rough. I don't know. Um, But these guys who do this, you know, Bible project really put a very like nice spin on it. And even the very first uh, YouTube comment says, but he loves people. My heart is about to explode. God is so kind and beautiful. And you know, I didn't get that from this book. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you all. Emily, you have not read the entire Bible. This is just about this book though, right? But But, yeah, yeah. well, I mean, I'm assuming that they're putting like the whole... Yeah, this person is bringing their whole Christian upbringing and... Yeah, exactly. Yes, all the interpretation about God's love. But, like, that's not what I would bring Which, I mean, honestly, there are other books of the Bible where God appears much more loving. Well, this is not one of them. And some would even argue maybe that's a different God. Yeah, Um, I will say the first response to that comment Emily read is... That's like literally the only positive thing in this video. The rest is weird <laughs> blood sacrifices that don't make any sense. There you go. Well, <laughs> so I, I would go with that guy a little bit more. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even look at what the, he said. But yeah. yeah so anyways, I found it interesting. But yeah. I will say if people, you know, go through the Bible with us and are listening to this and after like an entire chapter, after you have, you know, just gone through and binged our episodes and been like at the end of a chapter, been like, okay, what just happened? (laughs) You can go to the Bible Project and hear a quick overview of everything that occurred within that. As in, if you want to actually understand a book of the Bible instead of listening to us and generating more questions and confusion. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to argue with that a little bit. I'm just saying in enhance. No, I, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. However, wherever your source is, whether it's us or whether it's them. Or both. As much as we might try not to sometimes, we're still bringing with us like the stuff we've been taught and Mm. the... I don't want to call it baggage exactly, but like the... the oh, we bring the baggage. The baggage. We, we, we have definitely that too. Yeah. bring the baggage. But like the, the preconceived notions and the things that we have, they're also bringing it to it, which is very, very evident true. to me, kind of being from a similar background to them who still identify as Christian, um, being like, yeah, yeah, I see where you're bringing to this a lot of beliefs that you have that might not have been there actually in this book when it was made. And I know we struggle with that too. Um, And when we've talked with, uh, you know, theologians and people, they're often like, yeah, you got to be careful of that because we have so many preconceived notions that it's hard to separate it. So I just, Mm -hmm. just want to say if, you know, our show's great. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And they don't know better than us. They don't know better than us. I mean, yeah, it, nobody, it, it is kind of, it comes down to what what does somebody decide that they want to get out of the Bible? What do they like see in it? Because it is very mm. personal, I think. And personally, you know, coming at it for myself from a, a standpoint of not really knowing anything about it beforehand and just looking at the text with the two of you, it makes me be like, wow. You know, I I maybe am going further in the direction of being like, wow, this is not something that I'm interested in. But somebody else may listen to us and be like, wow, this is really speaking to me in a way that that I didn't know that it would. So to each his own. And it does vary by section. And it's not yeah. it's not 
I mean, maybe this is controversial to say, but I don't, I don't think that the Bible is something that has to be taken 100% as it is or not. Mm-hmm. Because as we talked about before on this show, like the decision of what's even in the Bible as a whole was made by people potentially for political reasons at yeah. several points Yikes, throughout yeah. history, mm-hmm. um, both like in more ancient history and in less ancient history of like yeah. what actually made it into this book. So at least I'm someone who believes like this isn't something you have to take 100% as is or not. Yeah. Um, and then maybe the, that for some people, you know, you do find things in this that are meaningful to you and that are powerful for you. Yeah. And I think that's, Probably really why the book has stayed on the bestseller list for Ugh, as ever. long as it has. It's probably going to stay on for a couple more years. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, we're looking forward, as we've said before, to moving on to numbers with all of you and hearing like how your uh, ideas about the Bible have changed in going back and reading with us. I mean, not that any of you have read this before, because obviously you haven't, but we're reading it for the first time, like we are, like I am, at least. Um, what are your, how have your like notions of what it was or what it is changed from a, another reading? So, yeah, I love that. Yeah, so let us know on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. We really are interested to hear, and we'll see you next week with numbers. <laughs>